Welcome to Global Citizen Life. Today's guest is Marcus Svadin. And as I said, I hope I didn't butcher that too much, but thank you so much for joining us today. No worries, thanks for having me. You didn't do too bad. I've heard worse. Okay, well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's good. Um, so can you just share with our listeners a little bit about uh, your entrepreneurial journey and how you got started? Oh man, it's a long story. Okay, so basically, um, I'm a industrial electrician by trade and probably back in like 2015, um, I saw this, 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 this ad on Facebook about affiliate marketing. And I was like, huh, well, that sounds awesome. You know, like I just, I sell other people's products. I get paid laptop lifestyle, blah, 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 blah. So so I, I jumped on the whole ClickFunnels affiliate bandwagon or went, went, yeah, bandwagon. And uh, I did that for about, I don't know, maybe six months, something like that. And I realized though, this sucks. I'm not making any money. I've literally <laughs> spent thousands of dollars trying to learn how to do this nonsense. And um, it's just not working, right? So I was like, oh, but what I did notice though, well, what, what I come to find out was uh, um, two things. A, I wanted to work for myself because I kind of liked it. Okay. And B, everyone needs traffic. Like everyone needs traffic. So if you're a local store, you need foot traffic. You know, um, if you're an online business, coach, consultant, e-commerce, whatever, you need internet traffic. Right. So I started doing a bit of like email marketing sort of a little email marketing business. And um, that that went okay for a couple of years, um, but it was, it was hard. Like I was a commodity and people were always complaining because their sales processes sucked. And so they were blaming me. And, and so, um, so I was like, oh, this isn't working. So then I started getting more into Facebook ads. Um, and then I started doing that for, some friends of mine and some of their friends, their friends' friends and whatnot. And, um, and at, at the same time I was doing this, I was still like, you know, doing my industrial electrician stuff. You still had the day job and this was kind Another of your day side, job. kind of your side, what we'd call now the side hustle. Yeah, my side hustle, that's know. right, yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. So anyways, um, so then one day I was at work, was, no, no, sorry, I wasn't at work. One day I took my son to a, a trampoline arena slash death trap for adults, <laughs> because, especially dads. So I have four kids, right? And sometimes I forget that I'm not 15 anymore. Mm -hmm. so, so I was acting like a 15-year-old on a trampoline. And um, I was jumping sideways from one trampoline to another trampoline and my knee came down so when I, and I, when I came down my right knee went to go dislocate oh yeah yeah it was probably by far it was no not by far yeah it was the worst pain i've ever felt in my life it felt like someone came up hit me in the knee with a baseball bat and lit me on fire oh i lit my knee on fire 
And so basically my ACL got severed totally in half. My MCL, it came off. Like the bottom half of my MCL just came off. And I think it was a PCL in the back got got ripped. My meniscus got damaged. Like I did a full on proper job. Now I'm 6'2 and I'm about 205 pounds. So I'm not light. I'm not, I'm not a small little man. And uh, so and I was supposed to start a new job oh, no. uh, in about in, in seven days, in a week from then. I was supposed to start a new job. I was making like 160 grand a year with, with benefits. With, it was yeah, gonna be a good job to like be it was going to be, I was going to be working like five months of the year. Like it was schmicko, right? Full on sick. So, anyways, um, they held that job for me for about seven months. And then they called me up and they said, Look, are you ever going to I said, Yes, but I don't know when. <laughs> like, I honestly, I, cause I can't squat. I can't squat and duck walk because that's part of the physical. You have to be able to duck walk because I can't. I don't, I don't know. And I said, look, honestly, just give the job word to someone else. I mean, hopefully, yeah. Anyways, so during that time, though, my other Facebook stuff picked up really good, really well. So that kind of kept me going. And then I, my best friend, Ben Jones, who's my, my business partner, um, we started up Titan Marketer and we started doing Google ads for people, but then we evolved into YouTube ads. And so we've spent the past year and a half, two years, just, just specialized, just doing YouTube ads, coaching it, teaching it, doing agency for it. Um, but we've been doing YouTube ads for ourselves for about four years now. Yeah, about four years. And so yeah. have you stopped the Facebook ads and now your focus is just the YouTube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we 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 only offer our YouTube ad um services because like hardly anyone does it. Hardly anyone does it, hardly anyone offers it. No one hardly anyone ever offers like coaching for it and all that. And we're pretty good at it. We're pretty good at it. So I was like, huh, well, we'll just stick with this and we'll niche down to just YouTube ads. So that's kind of my journey, and and, and even today, like we're, like we're we're we do quite well. We're, we're seven figures easy a year now, and it, even today, like there are some days I'm just like, what the freak am I doing? Like, why am I doing this? Like, I could literally be working five months of the year, stress free. You know, I won't be making as much money, but. You know, I'll have more time. Like I won't be, I won't have late nights and mm -hmm. early mornings and all this nonsense and having to deal with employees and, 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 and you know, uh, I just. But I, then, I understand there's, you know, yeah. there, there's pros and cons to everything. And exactly for, for some people, entrepreneurship is not the right way to go. It's not the 100%. best for them. And a hundred percent. I'm glad you brought that up because I do think that people need to, to think about that and realize it because there's like, I've been pretty much self-employed almost my whole working life, except for my, my early, my early years of work. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't imagine me doing a nine to five. I mean, there's been times I'm, I'm not like, there's been times I'm like, oh my, you know what? I'd rather just go to a nine to five, go do my job and be done. 
and yeah. have my evenings off, have my weekends off, get yeah. my paid vacation, whatever, however long it's going to be, and and not have the stresses and the worries and and the long hours and days. So there's, it seems like it's been sort of glamorized a lot over the last few years. Like, oh, I'm self-employed. Oh, I work, you know, four hours a week, and, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. and I mean. I don't I'll think live, anybody really works four hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, it's and it's it's it like there are times, there are many times where, you know, yeah, I I can just turn off at five o'clock and just spend time with my, my my family, my kids, my wife, you know. Um, but for all the roller, emotional roller coaster there is, right? which is used sometimes a daily occurrence, right? Um, I couldn't, I just, I couldn't go back. I couldn't go back because I, I, I would lose my, I would lose a lot of the freedoms that I've come to enjoy, mm-hmm. right? So like, for example, you know, I like, I can, I can just take my, like, I like prospecting for gold. So I just go in the middle of the Australian outback with detectors and shovels and dig holes, right? Okay. I love doing it. I love doing it. And so I, I can just go for two weeks, take my kids with me, and I can just go for two weeks. You know, I don't need to ask permission to go. You know, I, I can coach my I can coach my kids' soccer teams and basketball teams during the week, you know, and then go to their games on the weekends. And like it just allows me to do what I want when I want. But that comes with baggage, you know. <laughs> so Absolutely, comes, there's a there's a trade off. There's it comes with it comes with stress and hardship and whatnot, and I'm just not and having to deal with the tax man, and that just ticks me off even more. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't I don't think no offense to any if there's a tax man listening, no offense, but I don't think anybody really likes the tax man. <laughs> no, no, I actually have a, a I actually have a client who's a tax lawyer. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, he's helped me out a few times, but uh, yeah. So, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, it's, I love it, but it's a love hate relationship. <laughs> and, and you know what? But I think even even if you did go back to that job, you know, and and you were in corporate again and and stuff, it, it would be the same type of thing. You would probably have a bit of a love hate with it as well, because there would be aspects about it that you do love. But then Mm -hmm. there's there's always things that we have to do that we don't enjoy, whether you work for somebody or you work for yourself. Uh, I don't know of anybody who doesn't have at least some tasks or things that they have to do that they don't really enjoy doing. I don't want to say that they hate doing it, but, you know, because we try to for myself anyway, the things that I really dislike doing, I try to get a VA to do it or hire somebody to do some stuff. But there's still tasks that I have to do that I don't enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Great. So, um, so for you, you've gone through the from Facebook ads to to Google and and you're finding that the, that's definitely working a lot better for your, your clients. Um, what uh, so what types of things do you do within your own business to increase your profitability? So, um, obviously there's there's paid advertising which we spend probably 80% of our ad spend on YouTube ads. Um, and then we spent a lot of money. On, well, not, we didn't spend the rest of it on like retargeting on um, YouTube, on YouTube, on Facebook 
and um, the display network. Um, and so what we do is we do direct marketing and then we run uh, like live virtual events. We'll run live in-person events. So like, for example, we're looking to come to Florida or Texas later this year, maybe, maybe later this year, maybe early next year to do uh, some, some three-day events um, in there in the States. Um, and then uh, and then we do uh, organic stuff. So I'll, I have a YouTube channel that I started in March. So I'm, I was really great at paid advertising on YouTube. And then a friend of mine who's really good at organic YouTube comes to me. He's like, dude, you should be doing organic. I'm like, dude, I don't have time for that nonsense. And, uh, but uh, he's like, no, no, I'll help you. I'll coach you. I'm like, okay, fine. So, um, so I've started doing my, my YouTube channel and that's, that started going really good. Actually, I'm actually super surprised and been super blessed with that. Um, and then uh, we've, uh, we've been doing podcasts. We've been like really trying to do more of the organic stuff, you know, um, as well as the paid stuff. Um, but really, the, the biggest needle mover has been having our own team, right? So I come across so many solopreneurs who are just kind of like doing it themselves. And, you know, they may go to Fiverr or Upwork, you know, to, to hire out some website jobs or whatever it may be but um it was when we got our, our project manager and our own web people and our own um video editors and graphic designers and and my vas um we did have a copywriter but then we got really good with chat gpt 4.0 and so we're like oh we don't really need you anymore so <laughs> so but it was, it was what's really moved the needle for us the most is having the team. So right. for people who are maybe just starting out or, or just the, the solo person there, you know, going through trying to do everything themselves, what, what, who do you think is kind of the first hire to be kind of the most important to start building that team? A VA. A VA, a VA. to, to because, give them tasks and, that they don't like doing. Exactly. Exactly. What are some tasks that you don't like to do? Like for me, for me, example, I don't like creating contracts and agreements, all that nonsense. Like when they do it. Yeah. I don't have time to, you know, for example, find podcasts and put with some podcasts. Right. So I get my VA to do it. Right. And so, well, I, I've, I've found a, a course. Like I, I did some training. I got my VA to do some training that I paid for. So, hey, do this for me. Watch this. So I'm, I'm giving her skills, mm -hmm. right? making her more employable. Um, at, the time, at the same time, I'm saving myself a truck ton of time, right? And drama. And, yeah. So there's that. And then, like, all my social media stuff. Like, I'll create content, but they post it out. They put it everywhere. You don't, you know, as a, as the, as the, as the, the head honcho of your, of your business, the stuff you don't even be doing. So the stuff that I do is creating content. I create content, right? Whether it's an ad, whether it's I help create emails. I don't, I don't, I don't send emails out, but I create them. 
right? I'll look over the copy because that makes me money. Right. Anything that makes me money, I focus on. Um, everything else could be divvied out to someone else. So if you're finding that you spend hours and hours on, on, on website design, get a graphic, get a, get a web designer, pay them by the hour. You know, you don't have to pay them every you know, week, every month, every, every week, you know, like a set salary, just pay them every hour. Um, and then once you get a team big enough, then you get a project manager. So, but I would start with the VA because there's a lot of tasks that most bosses and most, I wouldn't say boss, but most entrepreneurs are doing that they don't need to be doing because it's a waste of time. It's, it's not profitable, I should say. Not a waste, nothing's a waste of time, but mm -hmm. it's not as profitable. There's good, better, and best. Right. right. Or I, I was going to say like that, um, that 80, 20 rule that really for a lot of us or a lot of people yeah. that 20% of the things we do are bringing in 80% of the money. And so exactly. we need to, you know, that 80% of all the other stuff that's being done, the majority of that needs to kind of go onto somebody else's plate to focus more on that 20% of those money making tasks that need to be done. 100%, 100%, yeah. Yeah. And for some though, like me, like I always have problems of, I don't want to say it's giving up control because it's not really the control now. I think it used to be, but it's it's also to finding the right person because I know <laughs> for myself, there's been times like by the time I train the person and I go through it and then they've done a terrible job and I try and show them how to redo it. And then, and I hate firing people. Like it sucks. I always feel bad, but then- and then I'm kind of starting all over. And then my mind says, see, you should have just did it yourself to begin with. <laughs> but I know that's not like, I can't keep me doing yeah. that. But those are things that, you know, I'm, I'm sure as, as us as entrepreneurs and especially just starting out um, or as they're building up more and more tasks they're having to do. And we just can't do everything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's, that's, that's a tough one because like with our, we heavily screen our, our employees that we bring on and our, and our contractors. So here's a couple of tidbits that, that we do to find superstar um, like employees or contractors. So basically when we, when we put an ad out or like a, um, a form or whatever you want to call it for um, say, say a new website designer, mm -hmm. right? We have this whole page of instructions and what we want and yada, yada, yada. And towards the bottom, like in the middle of a paragraph, we'll put, you know, uh, for your subject, for the subject line, for your application, put website ninja. Okay. And then we also say, look, create a video of, you know, a one minute video explaining why you're the best fit for this job. So what you'll find is like 90%, 90%, of people that apply for the job, they will not put website ninja or whatever you put in there. So, okay, well, I'm not hiring them because they don't obviously don't listen and read and whatnot. Or pay attention okay. to detail or, pay or attention to detail, like that. Mm -hmm. which is what I want, right? Mm -hmm. And then out of that list, that 10%, usually like half of that 10%, so 5% of the original, they'll be the ones that put the video and have website ninja. So half won't do the video. Okay, we'll get rid of them because I told them to create a video, they didn't do it. So I don't want to send them. So now I have the remaining cream of the crop, which is the top 5% who had the website ninja 
and who did a video. And then I just go through a process of talking to them and make sure that, you know, the personalities are right and that kind of thing and qualifications are good. And, and we've been doing that and we've only had a couple little hiccups every now and then, but that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I do. If you're looking to hire good people, that's what I do just to get rid of a lot of the junk in the beginning. Right. I was um, hiring a while ago. And when I first put out that I was hiring, I had, I think I started <laughs> out with, it was close to like 200 applications, but it was overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but quite quickly, um, a lot of them would had dropped off. Like I would say, thank you. And I would send them an email. And I would, I would sometimes do, as you said, like to put something in the subject line or, or something just to see if they're reading it all. And, and I made the process over about the span of a week. So it was about four or five emails. I would ask a few questions. Some then would just never even answer the questions. Yeah. Some would get back to me. And then I would ask them a couple more and, and to see, because then for me, it was to see how many were really serious and how many people just kind of apply for anything and hope that it works and sticks. And um, so, yeah, there's, there's some, sometimes some little little tricks and tips for for getting through the majority of those. Um, yeah. But I like that uh, putting hiding in there in the subject line. Um, That's something it. to. That's it. Very specific for that. Excellent. Um, and what about uh, have you done any kind of cost cutting things? I know because you you do a lot of online stuff. You've got your team. So as you were building up you know, kind of through the learning process where there's some things that you were doing and then you think, you know what, that's just not efficient or we don't need maybe some specific software or, <laughs> you know, maybe bought software because it costs of manually doing things. Yeah, yeah I mean, software, online software, it's, it's crazy. Like we'll buy softwares and then we'll use it for a season and it's like, we forget we have it. And then it's like, oh, oh, we're still paying for that. Why are we still paying for that? Like, we haven't used that in like seven months. Like, why are we still paying for it? So it's just, I swear, I, I reckon these software companies, I reckon like half of their income comes from people who aren't even using their softwares anymore, but I've just forgotten about it, you know? I, I think we've we've all done that. We've, <laughs> yeah, all, yeah. we've all kind of done that or we barely use it at all. So, yeah. Yeah. When, when we... Man, when when COVID came, that kicked us around a bit. And we looked at cost cutting, which was our team. Like, who do we cut? Like who we, we every time we went to look at it, it was like, we can't cut them, we can't cut them, we can't cut them. You know, like who who do we cut? And then and in the end, it was just it was just softwares. So for example, you know, we we looked at, you know what what are we using on a monthly basis all right well if we're not using it on a monthly basis then cut it all right if it's not making our life a lot easier cut it or our, our employees lives a lot easier cut it you know so we probably probably every three months no maybe every four months um i'll just speak to my project manager and i'll say hey do you else i say look what softwares aren't we using anymore <laughs> you know like because we have these expenses coming out. What aren't, what aren't we using? We're using this, 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 and this. And then we'll just maybe cut one every now and then. But I don't, it's hard. Like we we run pretty lean mm -hmm. to maximize. Obviously, we want to maximize our profit so you know, so we can take care of ourselves and take care of our employees and whatnot. Right. Um, but um sometimes 
when you make a cut, like if you cut a person, for example, it may be a short-term gain, but it's a long-term loss, man. Right. So, yeah, because like we looked at cutting our project manager and I was, because we, we're paying, we're paying, he, we're paying him the most and we were like, no, <laughs> no, no we, we looked at it, we considered it for a couple of weeks. We're like, no, we can't, we, we can't. Because the long, the long-term cost wouldn't, wouldn't exactly. save the short-term cost. Exactly. And to find him, and like a lot of times you, you spend all this time trying to find these superstar employees. Well, do I want to go the whole process again? And we've just trained them out for the past year, you know, or the past six months, and they were really good. But, you know, yeah. Unless it came down between like me feeding my family and me paying them, <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping them on. Right, right. And but I, you know, what I really like that, that, you know, what people could probably do is even every quarter to go through all of their, their kind of expenses and say, what, what software are we using? What are we not using? Or which ones, you know, maybe sometimes we have the similar things or, you know, that they, they do very similar things and we can cut costs with just getting rid of some of the software um, yeah. or finding a different version, because that's the thing with technology. There's always new stuff. It's always changing. And sometimes it's kind of hard to stay on top of all of that. Yeah, certainly, certainly is. But I have people that do that for me. <laughs> that's, and, but that's great, though, because, but you, again, that's where sometimes people, you want to keep those people because then they know. And instead of you having to then figure it out and, and, and go through it. So exactly, exactly. So if, if they're definitely they're a good employee we we definitely want to to keep them because long term it's it's much better for sure yep and have you ever thought of or utilized any international tax planning to minimize your taxes or liabilities no uh, yes I, i've thought about it we've thought about it and you know, having like, oh, our customers in this country and then our business is based in that country, but we live in this country. And mm -hmm. we, we've thought about that and we, we are looking at that, but it, that dream has not become a reality yet. Okay. So yeah, we're, what, what's the word? Um, is a sovereign, the sovereign man or something like that? Yeah, we, there's, we, there's, we, there's know, a few or yeah. some, play, some know it as like planting flags. Yeah, um, yeah, flag, yeah. Like theory we, and, and planting we looked flags. At that. And, you know, it's not it's <clears throat> not for everyone, right? And it and it depends on on what people are doing and and things like that. So yeah, I, I looked at I looked at doing stuff like that, but with with I think it'd be very difficult. On my kids, I, I could do it easy. I could no problem. You know, um, but some of the countries that we looked at where we, we were, where we would live, like we'd have our clients in the U S Australia, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then our business would be based out of like, I think it's Thailand or Taiwan or one of those places. And then like, we would live in like, uh, some South American country or whatever it was. And then, yeah, but I, my kids were like, I was like, mm, that's not very good. My kids. Right. So yeah, as, as much as I hate taxes, I love my kids more. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. 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 yeah you, you have to look at it kind of as, as a holistic. <clears throat> and sometimes it's just timing. Sometimes it just doesn't, um, you know, it's it's just not the right time for some. Yeah. So. Maybe maybe once my kids are 
out of the house and have their own kids and everything. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll do it myself. But uh, it's not really on my to-do list at the moment or my priority right now. Right. Okay, great. Um, for you, what are some of the most important habits or routines that have helped you maintain mm. productivity and focus? It's uh, a good question. One of the most important habits that I do to help me maintain focus um, <clears throat> is e eating well. Um, but I also do, I also do uh, fasting, like intermittent fasting, mm -hmm. um, quite regularly, and that helps me. Like I find that really helps me during the day, stay focused. As far as diet goes, mind you, I also sit on my butt a lot on my chair here, mm -hmm. so so that also helps me maintain my my dad bod and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And um, I, uh, what, what else do I do? Um, I just, I just have to get away every day. Like I go for a walk with my wife at the end of the day for about an hour. Okay. I, I spend time with the kids. I just, I just, I get away from everything. I just, every day for a little bit, I just get away from the computer. I get away from the phone. I just, I turn off. You know, <clears throat> and then I'll just I'll go out with my kids and I'll, I'll play soccer with them or I'll, uh, you know, do a bit of fishing, you know, that kind of thing. I love fishing, I love the ocean. And um, that just helps recharge myself because you can just get lost into it. Like I can get lost into, you know, creating content or, you know, dealing with clients and that's that sort of stuff. Um, but from it's in sleep and sleep, like I need sleep. I need good sleep. Um, so I make sure that, you know, I, I'm, I'm a bit bad. I'm still a little bad at it, but like there'll be days where I won't go to bed till like two in the morning, one in the morning, you know, <clears throat> but I can't do that. I can't, I can't be doing that. So I've past month or so, actually two months, I've been trying to go to bed before midnight every night. Like, I know it still sounds kind of late, but for me, that's like really early, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it just helps my sleep. Just, it, it helps me focus, helps my emotional roller coaster with, with being a business owner, you know, mm -hmm. um, and it's just, it's just eating right, sleeping well, and just trying to be a good dad and father that really helps focus because, you know, if I, if I have a bad relationship with my kids, a bad relationship with my wife, well, what's the point of this? You know, like exactly, exactly. So, um, it's just those, yeah, eating, like being active, diet, and relationship health are like mm -hmm. and help me stay sometimes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but those are probably the big, the three biggest things that I do to stay focused. Yeah. Keep keeping you on track. Yeah, good. <clears throat> well, those are those are good things, and I think uh, we all need to to be making sure that you know, especially with a lot of us that are sitting all day. I'm the same. Um, I try to to get to the gym, go for a walk, to eat really well. Um, I've I've kind of played with the intermittent fasting <clears throat> uh, a little bit, 
Um, and it's it's tough for me sometimes because of my travel schedule. Yeah. So it's it's finding those things. But I also love doing things where I'm just like, don't have my phone with me. And I'll, I'll yeah. go for a weekend or sometimes even just a day. And it's no phone, no computer, no nothing, like digital detox. And, yeah. and I don't feel like I'm missing out because I know everything that needs to be done will still need to be done. But it's for me. And then I feel better. And then getting back, I'm like, oh, okay, now what can I do? Because then once we're rested and refreshed, we get things done quicker because if we're tired or sluggish, it takes us longer to do those tasks anyway. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, it, and if you're tired and sluggish, you do a worse job. Yeah. You do a worse job. So I'm just like, no, I need sleep. I need to eat right. You know, I need my, my fruit and veg and my meat. And yeah, I, I, yeah, I stay away from junk food and whatnot. Unless, of course, my daughter goes and buys me one. I'm like, okay, fine. But yeah, yeah, she has well, a habit. Know, a little, a little bit every every now and then is okay. She has a, she has a habit of going to the store on her way home from school because she mm. rides her bikes, and then she'll stop by the store and she'll like, my favorite chocolate's rum and raisin. Okay. Rum and raisin dark chocolate. So like at least twice a week, she'll bring me this big block of dark chocolate. I'm like, oh, come on, man! Like, <laughs> you're not doing daddy any favors. I know. I'm like, oh, I love you, but stop it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. So um, what are some of the most significant changes or shifts you've observed in the industry or the market kind of over the last couple of years? Like in the advertising industry? With, yeah, within advertising. <clears throat> um, people, well, okay, so with, with, the, with the YouTube side, um, Google's constantly making changes, mm -hmm. right? And it's very frustrating. But what, what you do is you just work around it. So for example, you know, we used to create, we used to create long content ads that were like five minutes long. Um, Google changed, and we were doing really well with them, but then Google changed the way they did things. And now they're like, no, you need videos less than three minutes. Oh, wow. So you just, yeah, so we have to adapt to that. So then, and then we had to, like the structure of ads, so with YouTube ads, so you have a whole structure for them. That's changed a bit to what's working, what wasn't working. So, you know, um, and then obviously ad platform itself changes. They add in different inventory options. Every platform does this. Facebook does it. Google does it. Um, and for those who don't know, Google owns YouTube. So if I say Google and not YouTube, I just, I just use them interchangeably. Um, so... Um, you just gotta you just gotta work around it. So like they, they add an inventory and what inventory is is basically just different options that you can select or deselect or whatever. But most of these options are like traffic traps, the money traps. Uh -huh. So they just suck your money down an endless bottomless pit. And yeah. Um other than other than that, it's just People, people are consuming content differently. And so the reason why we went to YouTube is because like, for example, Facebook, people scroll through Facebook and they're just like in that dead zone, just, brrr, just zombie, just scrolling, 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 scrolling. You know, oh, look a cat. Oh, funny. Oh, look someone's food. You know, like it's, yeah, we're on YouTube. They're usually there on YouTube to, to learn something 
mm-hmm. right? Or to be entertained or whatever it may be, catch up on the news, you know, watch a sport thing, like a highlights, whatever it may be. Um, so the mindset on YouTube is a lot different than on, on Facebook and LinkedIn and, and a lot of other things, right? Which is why we switched to YouTube. And the great thing about YouTube is the biggest change in the advertising industry is like a lot, like 90 plus percent of people are on Facebook advertising, advertising on Facebook. Whereas in America, 8%, it's 8% of business, 8%, 8% of advertisers actually use YouTube. Only 8%. Yeah, only 8%. Wow. And the reason that is, is because of the barrier to entry, okay. right? So with Facebook, you just throw up some text, throw in an image, or maybe if you're doing a video ad, but most of time it's just an image, you know, and away you go, you turn off to your landing page or website. Whereas in YouTube, you got to create a script, you know, you have to create a video um, and then you have to edit the video. And so there's a big barrier to entry, a bigger barrier to entry than like, for example, or Google search, you know, it's a bigger, it's, it's harder to get into. And so as a result, and people don't, people don't like creating content. People don't because people are lazy, right? But those who are willing to put in the effort and the work and, and, and push through that, that barrier, you know, there's massive rewards to be gained because with YouTube, you have five seconds with skippable, skippable ads, right? You have five seconds to say your to say, like to, to grab the attention your of attention. your client before they skip away, right? So in the first five seconds, I can say, hey, is your YouTube advertising turning your hair 50 shades of gray? Maybe try YouTube ads, right? So in that five seconds, I've just said that. <clears throat> Anyone who's not doing Facebook ads, they're going to click skip. Right. Anyone who is turning Facebook ads, <clears throat> they may hit skip, but it's perked their ears, right? Mm-hmm. And it's put the idea of YouTube ads in their head, right? Oh, well, what, what about YouTube ads, right? So then, that, then they listen to they listen to the rest of my ad, which goes for about two minutes, and then usually they'll, well, many times they'll they'll hit the button and they'll come to my website or my landing page and you know see whatever I, see whatever I have to offer. Um, and so there's a big and there's a big quality difference between I find Facebook ads I mean, between Facebook traffic and and YouTube traffic. Um, YouTube traffic tends to be a lot more qualified. Um, it can be a little bit more expensive, a little bit, but the, the quality, but the, 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 end return on ad spend is a lot higher because the quality that comes from YouTube is a lot better than Facebook. And like the targeting on YouTube is just like insane. So for example, if you have a competitor, right. Or a number of competitors and you want to target the people that visit their websites, mm-hmm. you can do that with YouTube. Right. If you want to target people who have typed in certain search terms on the Google search bar, mm-hmm. you can target them. Right. If you're if your dream if your dream humans are using specific apps in the Google App Store, mm-hmm. you can target them with a YouTube ad. Um, what else? If people people who if people who watch certain uh, YouTube videos or certain YouTube channels. Right, you can target those those users. Right, so you can get super granular. Right, you can target ha- household income levels. So if if you have a 
a high ticket offer and you want to target the top 30% of income users, boom, you can do that with YouTube ads. You want to target the top 10%, you can do the YouTube ads. Um, this, the targeting is just insane. So you have this immense, insane targeting with a super targeted message in your ad that then goes to a super targeted message on the landing page with an offer that's designed specifically for them um, and matches that what's in that message. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's crazy. And that's great it, because it, then you're not wasting dollars <clears throat> of people who aren't interested in what you have, aren't your, your kind of target or your, your avatar type thing. Fun. And, and then that's great because then you it's can fun. be more focused. Exactly. So like, and so like with, with YouTube, like you can, with the income targeting on YouTube, you know, many times you don't hear the words, oh, I just don't have the money for it right now. Right. Because of the income targeting. Right. I mean, you still hear it, but you don't hear it nearly as often, not nearly as often. Right. And then if you're targeting specific websites or if you're targeting specific search terms on Google search, right. With your YouTube ad, well, you know that they're in the market to buy this. They're in the market for this. So you don't hear the, the words, oh, you know, I don't have the money very often. But then you also don't hear the words, oh, right now it's not really the right time. You know, because they're actively looking up, you know, your types of services or your type, well, you know, specific problems that you have the solution for and that sort of thing. So it's, the it targeting takes a lot of time trends. for everyone. I mean, because I don't, I don't like to, you know, I, I personally believe like time is our most precious asset. And so 100%. if we're, we're talking with people, whether they're, you know, it's, it's, it may not be the right time for them. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes it is the, the financial factor, but, you know, we're, we're using our time and all as business owners, you know, we, we really, our, our time is extremely precious and we don't want to be wasting it because we want to be either, you know, working on our business, doing what we're, we're doing, making things better or spending time with our families. Yeah. And so it's, it's great when we can really kind of target that advertising to people so we can truly help people get the results that they're looking for. Yeah, 100%, 110%. And so that's, that's, that's why I think YouTube ads is a game changer for any business. Even if you're a local business, if you're a local business, brick and mortar business, YouTube's great. Then it allows you to stop being the best kept secret, right? So perfect example is uh, I have a client named Ash and he runs a, a brick and mortar fishing tackle shop, right? Okay. But he does tackle, he does camping, he does scuba diving, you know, like that's how I met him was through my diving, right? And I was like, okay. dude, we should do YouTube ads together. He's like, okay. So anyways, <laughs> um, and so we started running YouTube ads for him and, um, and he would have, he, he would have people come to the shop and say, Oh, Hey, I saw your YouTube ad. I didn't know you were here. And he, they live like a mile and a half away, right? They're not very far away, but see the way his shop is positioned, it's next to the road, but the, the, the strip mall, I don't know if you call it what you call it, strip mall. Yeah, we have strip malls, yeah. Yeah, so the strip mall there, his 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 shop kind of faces away from the street a little bit. Oh, okay. It's at an angle. Anyways, 
They'd be like, oh, I didn't know you were here. And I've been living in this area for like seven years, six years. Anyways, so then he'd keep having people come in saying, oh, I've seen YouTube ad, I saw YouTube ad, I saw YouTube ad. And so, so you really target that area, the people exactly. who are interested in those things and specifically in that area. So it's not, exactly. you know, people that are hundreds of miles away. Yeah. And the great thing is, is when you when you're doing like local shop, like local service businesses and, and, and awareness type stuff, you only pay if people click on your ad or if they watch at least 30 seconds of your ad. Okay. Right. So it's just like if someone if someone doesn't watch 30 seconds of your ad, you don't pay for it. It's almost right. like free advertising. It almost they're, is. They're still seeing it, but not, just not the whole thing. And they it may is. come back to it later or, yeah. or mention it to someone else. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, so it's, it's a perfect for local businesses. And it, you don't have to spend a lot. You don't have to spend a ton of money doing it, you know. Um, but it's, it's, it's just getting, it's getting past that barrier, as I said, you know, creating a script, creating the ad, editing the ad. You know, getting past that, oh, is it, you know, that that analysis paralysis, you know, it's not perfect. Oh, like, no, no, you, 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 like just put it out there and then improve it later on. Like, yeah. Exactly. And so that's that's the hardest part. But yeah, I I love the YouTube ads because it's it's almost perfect for almost any niche except for like e-commerce. It's hard with e-commerce. It really is. Okay. Like if you're looking for lead generation um you know foot traffic like local traffic to your business brick and mortar business it's it's great e-commerce it's a bit it's a bit harder with e-commerce so yeah for those e-commerce people i'm sorry you know <laughs> like it's just well but i mean but it's 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 good for them to be aware though too right so they have to think of yeah. you know and we all need to figure out what what's going to work best for us what we need to do and that's based around our business and that's why there are different platforms and different things because different ones work differently for, for different people and different 100%. businesses. Yeah, 100%. So, so yeah. if Marcus, if somebody wanted to work with you because you know so much about the YouTube ads and they're overwhelmed or they're just like, I don't even know where to start or maybe <laughs> they've been thinking I've been wasting so much money, yeah. where can they find you? You can find, you can just find me at uh, titanmarketer.com. Um, we have some training on that page. It shows touch a bit more about YouTube ads. Um, and then you can book a call with me or one of my team members. Um, it'll be me or my, uh, my business partner. So Ben, um, but, um, yeah, type marketer.com. I also have a YouTube channel, just type in Marcus Fedin, and then you'll see my big, beautiful face. Um, and on the channel. So I started just March. So it is small. I actually had one video that's like exploded, Ron. Really? Yeah. So like most of my videos were like getting like, I don't know, like five, 10 views a day. And I was like, this is starting to suck, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, you stick with it. Yeah, stick with it. I think yeah, stick with it, right? Mm -hmm. Then uh, I did one video <clears throat> about how to steal competitors' traffic, right? How to ethically steal your competitors' traffic, right? Mm -hmm. And for about two weeks, that was just like steadily growing, you know, 20 views here, 10 views there. And then one day it just exploded. Like if you go to my YouTube channel, you'll see it. And now right now it's like 18,000 views on it. I was like, whoa, like, like one day, like for like a whole week, I was getting like 2000 views a day. I was like, this wow. is insane. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's when I became a truly converted 
YouTube organic person. I was like, yep, this is cool. I like this. So, and that was it, an organic one that you did. That was an organic one. Okay, great. But that's like a whole nother thing. Like right. yeah. YouTube ads, it's completely different than YouTube organic. Mm-hmm. So like direct advertising with Facebook or YouTube, that's like the quickest bang for your buck. Right. right? You know, quick dollars in, quick dollars out. Right. And it, it works. It works well for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, organic it's a slow burn. Like when I say slow burn, I mean a slow burn. It just, it's, well, as you it, said though, too, like some of them you're getting, you know, two, three, four, five <clears throat> views, and then a little bit more. And, and that is, that's, that's the, the long-term game. So it, it's probably as, as you do is have a, a bit of a combination of both things. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. So you can check me out both those places. So typemarketer.com or my YouTube channel. So great. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. There's some great tips there for our listeners and uh, hopefully some will be in touch with you to, to help them out with their YouTube marketing. No worries. Take care.